Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, my esteemed host, is with us today. And, you know, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. We're always looking for those kind of cutting-edge information uh, tools, practices that may help you and help your team move into the top 10%. And these shows that we're looking at, we're really focusing on what is emotional brilliance. It's the title of our new book that we're researching and we're tapping into a lot of the people that we interview for some of these questions about emotional brilliance. What kind of emotions do top performers have? How do they gear themselves up for top performance? Um, how can we get better? You know, bringing the right kind of uh, emotion or motivation you know, at the right moment. And uh, our goal is to help you expand, improve, and select the best emotional competencies and strengths to master the moment. So in the moment is where all your success is going to be actualized. And so can you bring your best self to that moment? A lot of what Kathy and I have focused on in our work with executives and leaders is around emotional intelligence. And this idea of emotional brilliance, we're really trying to zero in on this kind of laser focus of what do you need to do in the moment. If emotional intelligence is your closet full of clothes, emotional brilliance is picking out just the right clothes for that situation. And so we're really zeroing in on that. And let me uh, introduce Kathy Greenberg. Kathy and I now have been doing this for um, 13 years on this show. And Kathy, aside from being a phenomenal person, has helped thousands of people in in her life with her service, her expertise, and just for her generosity and who she is in her spirit. Kathy has been named the First Lady of Happiness and now the First Lady of Fearless Living uh, on ABC TV. She's the founder of four consultancies, three leadership institutes. She actively supports behavioral research. And if you want to see Kathy's gleaming face, she has a free iPhone app called Your Happiness Now. It's available on iTunes. And Kathy has multiple best-selling books. Um, her, one of her most recent ones is Fearless Leaders, Sharpen Your Focus. It's available on Amazon and has a fully integrated software platform. You can take her quiz that's on her website, www.fearlessleadersquiz.com. And then she has tools there and other uh, strategies. And Kathy, welcome. Thanks, Relly. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, for those of you who are uh, listening uh, to the show and uh, may not know about our uh, focus, you know, we have been doing this, as Relly said, for 13 years. Our focus is on all kinds of leaders across all kinds of industries, including thought leaders. And we're very interested in their practices and in these interviews that we've been doing. We seek out some of their insights 
to help you be the best you, you can be. I believe, Relly, we're now on 42 countries. We have between yep. 3 to 4 million listeners. We get um, thousands, hundreds of thousands of downloads uh, from these shows, and we're so pleased that people are engaged, tuning in to tune up, and creating, if you will, their own reference uh, material uh, from these shows, uh, I know uh, FedEx is certainly one of our, you know, our biggest provider uh, of support in um, in using this material for education for their senior team. So we invite all of you uh, to do the same. And uh, for those of you who don't know my esteemed co-host and dear friend, Dr. Relly Nadler is a master level certified executive coach a psychologist and a corporate leadership and team trainer. And Relly brings his legendary expertise in the area of emotional intelligence to all of his work, his keynotes, his consulting, his coaching, and his newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, uh, provides hundreds of tools and tips to help you be a star performer. And, of course, those same tools and tips can be used by you for your team. So we invite you to do that. You can visit Relly at truenorthleadership.com. You can get lots of free downloads uh, from him at uh, his uh, particular uh, program that he does. Uh, it's called EI Central. Um, Relly, can you give them the yes. number to text to? Yeah, they can text uh, EI Central 38. 38- Four seven zero three eight four seven zero, and then they can uh, get in, and there's some free uh, resources for them. Fantastic! Um, and for those of you who are looking for something that's easy and quick to access, he also has a free iApp. It's called Leadership Keys. You can get it from your from your app store. And again, hundreds of tools and strategies to develop yourself and to share with others. So welcome to today's show. We're going to engage in, hopefully, an emotionally brilliant conversation uh, with a gentleman uh, who I met recently. Uh, David Spiker, lovingly called Spike, uh, is uh, an amazing person. Uh, He is um, one of the, uh, I'd say, thought leaders uh, in the area of information related to Uh, emotional intelligence and technology. And uh, as you learn more about David in our show, um, you'll start to put together the pieces of how emotional intelligence and technology need to make a good fit. So let me introduce you to David. Uh, David Spiker is the CTO, Chief Technology Officer, for those of you who aren't familiar with the lingo, at a healthcare organization called Aspire in Indiana, started his career at Johnson Controls, where he commissioned and validated building management software for pharmaceutical and biotech companies subject to FDA regulations. Uh, He had projects in South Korea and in Sao Paulo, and David also spent some time at the Pentagon providing software solutions to meet post-9-11 security requirements. That led David to aspire where he developed mental health software solutions for their electronic health record. He has uh, automated the billing process 
uh, from hours to a few seconds, incorporating dynamic decision support and real-time feedback uh, for those users. It's pretty amazing. Uh, In 2015, uh, David brought in a culture of innovation, and he increased security by taking Aspire to the cloud with uh, agency-wide multi-factor authentication. And he led them to a new level of employee engagement with state-of-the-art mobile and collaboration tools. He's been the driving force in transforming that organization into a national leader in the use of health information systems and technology, including the cloud and AIML, telehealth, next generation security, and he is just an amazing person when it comes to state-of-the-art mobile and collaboration tools. David was named Indianapolis Business Journal's 2016 Chief Technology Officer of the Year, and uh, he is a frequent speaker at conferences, including the Google Roadshows. Without further ado, David, welcome to the show. Wow, thanks, Kathy. Thanks for having me. What what an intro. I really appreciate that, and I'm excited to be a part of this. David, we're really glad that you're taking the time for us. So we do want to kind of pick your brain on a couple of things, so we have some questions for you. Um, When you think back on your your career, um, who's been kind of the most influential person or persons in your career, and and maybe what was it that they said or did? Well, I would say my current boss, president and CEO of Aspire Indiana, um, she's an extraordinary woman who um, who I, I have learned so much from. She has the ability, unlike um, almost anyone I've encountered, to ask the most, the best questions of anyone I've met. Uh, she's excellent at that. And then just her story from... 30 years ago from volunteering and being a van driver at our organization to now being the president and CEO, um, she's had a, a big impact on, on, on my career and learned a lot from her. Very impressive. From van driver to CEO. Uh, That's I'd love right. to hear more about that story. <laughs> we'll have to interview her, obviously. Um, you should. When, when, you, when you think about her, um, when you think about your career, um, perhaps... You can give us one, one inspiring leadership character trait that's really contributed most to your success. One, well, one's tough. I think, um, I think um, some of the, I do a lot of things not very well, but some of the couple of things I do do well is I have a natural sense of curiosity, the what if and why not. It's just perpetual. And then the perseverance, I think, is a really important thing to have because I look at um, I look at things we do, and it's like running um, it's like running hurdles. And I watch people run, you know, like at a track meet, let's say, and and people know that they're running hurdles, and when they get to the first hurdle, if they're surprised to see it. And so the perseverance, you know, expecting that there's going to be things to fix, things to jump over, things to do differently, but still with the goal in mind. Um, so I think that natural sense of curiosity and then the perseverance to towards the goal. That's perfect. The, I perfect. Think what I well, usually bring to the table. Break. 
Yeah, no, amazing. And of course, most people have more than one trait, so you're right on target. We're going to take a quick break, so don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News, so come right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, whathappyworkingmothersknow.com, or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, um, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. And we're uh, talking with David Spiker. He's the chief technology officer of Aspire. And so, David, you were talking about um, 
one of the key competencies, you know, a lot of times we talk about these emotional intelligence competencies, and you mentioned, you know, perseverance and curiosity. And I think uh, Kathy and I work with leaders all the time and train coaches. That curiosity is really, really important. Maybe you can say a little bit more about it. You know, from my experience, that's one of my key emotions. We talk about emotionally brilliant. And I think what it does is keeps me humble and, you know, having humility that I don't really know what's going on with someone else. And I'm really curious. And that curiosity, I think, also helps to be non-judgmental. But maybe you could say a little bit from your experience, you know, when you bring that into situations, how does that... How does that work for you? Well, for for me, it's uh, the curiosity that I feel is is how to make people's lives better, do things quicker, um, and easier. And so, mm. without that sense of curiosity, um, the, the status quo or the paradigm you're in in is is comfortable. So, I feel that curiosity makes me, in a good way, uncomfortable and wanting to make things better. Hmm. Okay, that's great. You know, it's funny. Uh, yeah, it is. And, and, you know, having spent a lot of my career at one of the world's largest consulting firms, um, Accenture, we came across a lot of chief technology officers who are great people. But I have to say that that trait of uh, natural curiosity and, and perseverance was not, you know, top of mind for them. So why do you think um, that, that those two things have, have helped you um, make what you've done as a career, you know, more effective and, and more successful? I mean, you say it's to make, you know, life better and easier. That's, that's huge, and that is such a great motivator um, for this natural curiosity and perseverance that you have. Why do you think you have this in spades and a lot of other technology experts, um, they don't have that. They don't grasp it. Uh, that's a good question, Kathy. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I think um, it's because uh, I feel a, a lot of times I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> quite frankly. And so... And I have that drive to, to figure it out, to figure it out, because I'm, I'm curious of how it could be better and, and challenge the assumptions that we've made up until this point. But then you've got to bring in people and, and, you, and find out what drives them to get to that goal, which is oftentimes in, in my field, um, we make the mistake of, of too much technical jargon, not understanding the real problem, and comfortable where we are and the, and the way we've done things. And so I, I really like to challenge people in my industry to compare yourself to other industries mm-hmm. and um, challenge those assumptions that have been just assumed for, for sometimes decades. And, and, uh, no, I get it. So that's, up a good, that's fantastic. A good point. You know, and I think when we talk with leaders... Um, you know, just being able to say what you just said, said you know, sometimes I don't, I don't really know what the next step is or I don't know what's going on, to be okay with that. I think often, many times, you know, we put on a facade that we're supposed to know, therefore, 
we will kind of hurriedly come up with something versus that kind of vulnerability that you talked about. You know, Brene Brown has a book called Daring to Lead, and she talks about vulnerability, that it takes courage to walk through vulnerability. I mean, saying, well, I'm not sure about this, but let's see what you think. Um, Do you feel like the people that you work with also are able to kind of share some of that sense of the unknown and maybe the curiosity about it? No, it takes some campaigning. <laughs> um, but certainly, uh, my boss understands it and gets it. And um, but no, these these are uh, these are emotional campaigns internally to to do. We're very highly regulated in healthcare. We've been doing the same thing, the same way for a long time, and quite frankly, a lot of it isn't adding value. And so, challenging something that feels good. And it seems to work really well, but is it adding value? That takes right. getting people on board and developing, help them understand why we can't stay here, we have to move there, why is that, and then introduce fun into that equation. I think fun is underrated, and it helps people be more comfortable with that, that change. Mm. Can you give us an example of an emotional campaign? I, I love the idea of... Um, I, I have a little bit of a of a knowing about what that looks like from my work over a series of years at another healthcare company. And what you're saying is so true. So how did you go about this emotional campaign? Well, I'm a bit of a goofball, so having fun at at these um campaigns is, is a big part of what we do by um by making videos and just as simple as high fives when uh, in the hallway or when someone uh, adopts a new a way of doing things, it's it's that um, you know that sense of collaboration and teamwork that um, I think is so important when you're trying to do things differently. So that really kind of adds to you know I'm sure you done the emotional aspects campaign is really around change. You know, and, and being a change agent, especially in the organizations that I'm in and Kathy are in, you know, I think these IT conversions is, is what gets everybody's attention and reactions about change, yep. you know, because of that. And I know even with, like you're saying, electronic records, um, you know, one of the organizations that we've been working with, you know, is all about physician burnout and and some of it is is put on the lap of the electronic records, you know, that now they're working an, an additional 45 minutes a day, you know, what they call pajama time uh, doing that. So uh, it's great to hear you say, how do you make it even faster and even quicker? Um, so, how you know, how do you kind of go about some of that change management? Because, it, you know, I imagine that's what you're not only producing but then selling on a day-to-day uh, focus. Right. Yeah. Uh, pajama time and, and physician burnout is a huge problem. And when I was developing software for the um, the mental health aspects of the EHR, I, my goal was to delight the provider. Pretty lofty goal. And you're right. Almost no one likes their EHR. But as I see it, I'm I'm really looking past that to to prepare Aspire for what's next, which is really AI executing the clicks on EHRs, allowing for those, that physician to act, actually have that, that um, 
meaningful face-to-face conversation with their with their patient. So preparing us for that uh, that change by adopting modern architecture cloud services that are that are that are prepared for this, as I call it, the fourth industrial revolution of AI and what that means to every business, not just healthcare. So, David, when, when, when you talk about this AI, obviously artificial intelligence, um, and I, you know, I'm sure most people at this point have been introduced to some context uh, of, of Watson, you know, at IBM, um, and if not, they can just Google, you know, uh, IBM Watson, and you'll learn a lot about how people are using um, artificial intelligence for customer service. But you and I have had a discussion about this, and one of the things that, to me, and I may be biased uh, because of what I do for a living, some of these customer service initiatives, uh, including what you're doing to delight providers, uh, I'm not sure if people are recognizing the importance of the emotional intelligence context because you can create a technology and a software that allows something to act and feel like a person. But if you're not using the right role models and the, ro- the right emotional intelligence context, you might not necessarily create the services that you intended. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. It's an extraordinary time we live in, and it's just in its infancy. But up until this point, computers were blind, deaf, and mute. <laughs> they just did calculations. And for the first time ever, they're actually performing cognitive tasks and can, in increasing ways, behave, sound like, look like humans. And you're right. That is it's so important to to take the time to train the models through technologies like machine learning, train them with EI in mind, people that have that with the ability to oversee these machines and program them to to get that right because it can indeed and does uh, go wrong. There's an AI platform will will never, well, maybe not never, but (laughs) for a long time won't have those qualities of, emotional intelligence and that's really why having uh, having those skills are going to be in much higher demand in the future than they have been in the past because the cognitive skills quite frankly these uh, the machines are are getting better and better at every day and you know David this is such a fascinating um, area we're going to focus on this uh, when we come back from a, a quick break Uh, We love what you're talking about, so please, everybody, don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment or ROI. 
Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, whathappyworkingmothersknow.com, or for distinctive learning practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic plays to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, Books and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with David. Spiker, who is the Chief Technology Officer for uh, Spire, uh, which is in Indiana. And then, David, we were just talking about um, artificial intelligence, and you were saying around the cognitive aspects, and then even during the break, we were talking about some of the emotional intelligence aspects, um, and you said, you, know, you think that may not happen, or it would be a long time. You know, maybe just anything that you would add to that, I think, for any of the advocates of emotional intelligence like Kathy and I and for folks uh, in organizations to see that that's always going to be a needed skill that basically AI may be far away before we can really tap into what emotions are going on for people. Well, AI is certainly going to more and more take away all of the mundane tasks that we find ourselves doing in, in many careers, really. So AI, now that it's developed cognitive abilities, will we'll transform every business. And by now, every business is a technology business. I don't care what it is, whether or not they know it or not. 
But as far as becoming conscious or being able to love and care, I don't see on any timeline uh, AI being able to do that. So that's what, why um, the remaining human advantages are are landed squarely on emotional intelligence, and that's those skills are, are really going to be in much higher demand. Uh, social skills, um, being able to lead and um, and care and love, are the I think the skills of the of the future, not just intelligence, which has been um, really uh, the way to succeed in the past because AI is is becoming more intelligent uh, every day. So David, you you made reference during the break uh, to something uh, about transportation companies that have really taken a good footprint uh, in the marketplace, right. like um, Uber and Lyft and a lot of these other uh, companies. Can you tell a little bit, talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so it's, uh, the rate of change is unlike anything humans have ever experienced in the past. If you, if you think about the telephone took 50 years to get to 50 million people, um, but look at something like um, YouTube, that took four years to get to 50 million people. Angry Birds, three months <laughs> to 50 million people. So we've never experienced change like this in the past. And if you don't think that this is going to affect every major industry very quickly, look at Uber. The biggest car rental company in the world is not Uber, or is not Hertz, it's Uber. The biggest hoteler in the world is not Marriott, it's Airbnb. The biggest broadcaster in the world is not NBC, it's Netflix. But Uber doesn't own any cars and Airbnb doesn't own any hotels and, and uh, Netflix doesn't own any towers. If you don't think something extraordinary is happening, you're, you're not, uh, you need to be looking. And this will affect every industry. The way to succeed move going forward is to be delighting your customers using, um, yeah, using emotional intelligence and, and um it will affect every major industry. So, well, yeah, it's think pretty amazing people, to think about what you just said. You know, and you know, in just a short period of time. That's, I mean, that's so huge, David. And when you think about the people that in your organization, the people that you lead, because you know, we've Kathy and I've dealt with a lot of folks in, in technology, and it's almost like this emotional intelligence aspects is. Um, not as seen as as important as every as other uh, skills. How do you how do you uh, encourage them about that? Because it's, they're it's, you know very focused on the technical skills and often may not have that as developed as others. But it sounds like for you, you know, that's been important. And, and how do you how, have you been able to communicate that? Do you how receptive are people from some of the things you said? That that's going to be one of their success factors. How um, how you communicate it and how receptive are people to that? Well, I would say that I'm pretty lucky there for the number one people, the, one, the number one reason people work at Aspire is they want to make a difference. So they're social uh-huh. workers, psychologists, psychiatrists. They get EI. And quite frankly, yeah. uh, this area is, is um, underfunded. 
and we're we're a safety net provider in the area for the for um, a group of people that that um, are uh, underserved. So they get EI. So my challenge is to use EI <laughs> to introduce technologies that make us more efficient and do provide better care and better outcomes. And David, can you talk a little bit about how that has influenced your uh, speaking to to Google and your relationship to the Google Roadshows? Right. So Google's been a great partner of ours. They, um, the company born in the cloud that really understands um, the benefits of automation and AI. We were a very early adopter in the healthcare space with Google. So, and they, um, along our transformation at Aspire, using the um, new modern architecture tools like Google, they have. Um, we've had a great relationship, and they ask me from time to time to to speak when they have their road shows, and I talk about the um, the, the fourth industrial revolution. That is, we're we're in a period of time of once every 100 years where. AI is going to change every business. And so I talk about a little history of the first three industrial revolutions, talk about why we see the sense of urgency at Aspire and how to prepare um, us for what's next. And using tools to introduce artificial intelligence within your workflows in your organization. They've been a great partner of ours and and, um, we're looking to do even more with them. So when you talk about um, a sense of urgency in introducing technologies, you know, I just read this article that came out not too long ago in the New York Times business section, uh, Silicon Valley goes to therapy. And essentially therapists are matched with uh, with these uh, clients in Silicon Valley um, using uh, the tools of online dating. And... Um, a lot of these individuals who are going to therapy are going because they were socially responsible people who cared, uh, just like you described, mm-hmm. and their um, their gifts, right, their contributions to technology um, in some instances are, are out of control, such as, you know, some of the things that Facebook has done, et cetera, the collecting of individual data that is not necessarily being, you know, asked for on the up and up. Can you talk a little bit about um, what kinds of things uh, you are doing um, to help those who you are working with feel that they're making a contribution so that at some point they all don't run to therapy <laughs> because they're, they're concerned that the data and the information that, that's being created with their help is being, you know, possibly misused. Right. I think that's a really good point. They, um, uh, Silicon Valley and the social uh, media giants um, didn't have a good plan. They just, uh, more information was better. And it's pretty clear now we know that uh, social media, too much social media makes you sad. And mm-hmm. those people that want to make a difference in this world and knowing that there might might be contributing to something they didn't initially sign up for is certainly um, calling, looks like it's affecting 
an increasing anxiety and, and the need for therapy and other tools online and apps, I think it's a great, a great place to go as long as it's done responsibly and securely. But the need, until I worked in mental health I had and behavioral health, I, I really wasn't cognizant of the, the need even, even uh, 12 years ago. But um, being in it for 12 years now, it's the, there, there's, there's a great need for these services, whether it be digital, in person, or over video. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. I I believe um, it was the CEO of Whole Foods who talked about conscious capitalism, you know, and uh, a lot of young people, a lot of smart people have created technologies that can make life um, at least feel more connected. Uh, But in doing what you're doing to feel connected, can have an adverse, you know, effect on you, as you're saying, you know, too much social media can make you sad. So this, I think there's a need for, and I'll just use the word conscious, you know, capitalism in the sense that if we're going to continue, all of us, to build these wonderful opportunities for sharing uh, that make people's lives better and easier, we really do need to take into consideration how to present that in a way that elevates and enlightens people versus um, the consequences of too much social media. But we're going to be right back, David, so please uh, keep enlightening us. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, whathappyworkingmothersknow.com, or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. 
seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top performers. We're talking to a top performer in David Spiker, who is the chief technology officer at Aspire, which is in uh, based out of Indiana. And so we have a couple questions, David, that we want to zero in on. So one would first be maybe what kind of what's on the horizon uh, for you folks in in technology? Um, you know, at Aspire, it does seem like you are you know are, are leaders integrating a lot of technology, especially around mental health. What you, kind of what's on your horizon as a CTO? Right. So we've been on this initiative to our digital transformation, sometimes I call it, which, which means we've been letting go of the legacy tools and adopting modern architecture cloud services. We've eliminated, um, we're going to eliminate all of our servers and our data center presence which makes a, uh, a lot of people in my field very nervous, but it's clear to me that that's, that's the way to go. Um, but next, I'm really excited about um, continuing to making uh, the culture at Aspire a video-first organization. What that means is, so 60% of communication is nonverbal. And, um, and so what we've been doing is, if we're going to meet, rather than drive across central Indiana have a face-to-face conversation, or worse yet, a, a conference call. I really like to drive this culture of let's, let's find a screen, let's log in, and have this meeting um, anytime, anywhere, on anything. Beyond that, we do a lot of printing. It's <laughs> uh, not it's very typical in healthcare. So moving to a paperless environment, I think, will help us be more efficient, provide better care, and get people engaged in online portals and apps like we talked about, our clients and patients. So anytime, anywhere, anything, paperless, video yeah. first, these are things that I, if I look around the corner, and, what I'd like to do next. And so you said one of the goals is to have a lot more on, on video, communication on video. Is that right? Right. Yeah, which trains us, all the, by the way, of being good at telehealth. 
which is, is, I think, the future of medicine. And what percent is on video now, would you say? We do about 1,000 video calls a month, which, is, mm-hmm. uh, which for an organization our size, 550 staff, is a good number. And I think it's um, much higher than our peers, especially in Indiana. Right. But I would like to see that number move up. And, and so one of the things that, that we know, especially, you know, Kath and I focusing on emotional intelligence, and we've said this, that, you know, each generation coming up is having a, a little less emotional intelligence just for every hour on a screen, you know, looking at a screen versus looking at a person. And so I've said this, and it's interesting. I think in the other, you know, in next generations, as we do more video, just like you're saying, I think we'll get back that gap that we're seeing with the younger generations in emotional intelligence as more and more, like you're saying, at Aspire, is going to be happening on video so you can see their expression, you can see they're confused, you can kind of get that immediate mm-hmm. feedback, which we don't get, you know, as much these days. I think you're spot on. Yeah, rather than a text message, that, that right. looking someone in the eye is different, much more meaningful. <laughs> and then, like, how yeah, far away do you think we are from that? You know, is that five years away where everything's going to be on video? Um, what's your sense on that? Um, I think 5G will help uh, speed that up, but I think that five, five years sounds pretty good. I'd like to accelerate that for the organization uh, I'm in, but um, five years feels about right to, to see when 5G really starts rolling out, that low latency, high quality video, I could see really making a dent in, in uh, uh, the I think there's, there's something missing calls, yeah. here, guys. Can, can you hear me? There's something yeah. missing here. And that is, I heard you say, you know, Relly and David, you're going to move from looking at a screen uh, to video calls. And, and I, one of you made the comment, perhaps Relly, it was you, that, um, you know, more eye contact, increasing eye contact, is going to be helpful. I think we also have to recognize that that requires individuals to be in a culture where being with other people and sharing with other people and collaborating with other people is a common element as opposed to people sitting in their cubes and, uh, if you will, volleying information back and forth through technology. So I'm not sure, and David, I'd love your comment on this before we close, if simply giving people the opportunity for video is ensuring that they're really making eye contact. Because I think there's still something here around emotional intelligence that we need to guide our cultures with. And that is, you're still looking at a screen. Right? You're not looking at a person in their eyes. So what is the etiquette that's required to make those video calls um, successful? Um, and how are we teaching people to collaborate using that technology in a way that is meaningful and creates better collaboration. And I don't know, David, if you can comment on that. Is there anything you guys see that is more compelling than what I've seen other organizations do? I think that's a great point. And, and we spend time on that. 
with our providers if they're doing telehealth, how to make sure it looks you're you're ha- you're having that eye to eye contact, especially when you're wanting to make a significant point with the individual, and and reading their body language. In addition to, of course, having to type all these and click on the EMR, it is challenging. It is challenging, but and another thing, it's very difficult for someone to to first that are first introduced to video. They don't like to see themselves on the screen. Um, there's sort of a desensitizing period of time that has to take place for a few weeks. But um, you know, in order to healthcare costs, in order to reduce healthcare costs, I think that's one way we can certainly provide um, uh, prepare ourselves for. Uh, for that a new level of efficiency with with seeing providers there's a, there's a provider the large provider shortage uh, out there as well so another way to inc- increase services to people that need them is to be able to give them the flexibility of maybe even working from home one thing I also say is if if um, that's interesting is a new iPhone software update iOS 13 when you do a FaceTime call, it uses AI to reposition the eyes so it looks like you're looking at someone in the eye. Look that up. It's really interesting. Oh, that's interesting. So I, you know, I just updated uh, yesterday on the iOS 13, but that was a comment that I was going to say that even I'm doing a lot more on video, and it is just interesting. Even where do you look at the camera? You know, are you looking at the camera or are you looking at the person on the screen? So that that whole aspect. So you're saying the AI is now uh, doing that more automatically. It is right now. Huh. And, again, we we teach providers to look at the camera when they really want to make a, 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 right. a, 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 a point. Yeah. Hey, so one thing. Yeah, I, think, to just, I was just going to say, David, I, it, you said you were kind of teaching people how to do this. So are there actual programs that you have created, you know, structured learning events for people to use um, the uh, audiovisual uh, means of, of interaction? We, we do. We have best practices on how, what, what the environment should look like and how, and how to, um, and the behavior that needs to take place and um, audio um, thinking of the audio and video and what they can see. But really, I, I've found the most strategic thing I've done to prepare us for this is is just use it. People get good at it if they use it. So um, by having our internal meetings, hopefully over video, if we're not in the same building, then that teaches us to get more comfortable with it, more natural, and um, be better at telehealth. So, David, before we end, what, what would you say to someone coming up in the field, you know, uh, who is interested in technology and sometimes aspire to be a CTO? What would you tell them to focus on? Well, um, this field is really interesting and I think is, is, is changing dramatically. Um, traditional IT is, uh, is leaving us rapidly. <laughs> We've been a hindrance, I think, for for many years. You see the consumeration of IT and how people do these wonderful wonderful things at home on their on their own iPhone and tablets, but they come to work and none of those tools are available. So traditional IT and the thought of my my domain 
I'm running around installing software and only what I say. I think it is really, if that's what you like to do is sit, uh, sit at a desk in the quiet and work on computers, I think those, those jobs don't have a, a bright future. But, oh. but dealing with people and technology together is really the sweet spot of moving forward. So if you like both of those things, um, go for it. And if it's just typing on a computer, um, installing software, I would advise you to find a different passion. David, it's been a, yeah, it's been an amazing conversation. Um, so much more that we have to uh, have to learn from you, and um, it's been it's been a phenomenal insight. Thank you. Thank you very much. For those of you in our audience, you've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with Dr. Ellie Nadler and Dr. Kathy Greenberg. And thank you so much for tuning in to Tune Up. Don't forget you can reach each of us by putting in a very simple little statement, drrellynadler.com or drkathygreenberg.com. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.